With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The chase is on and welcome to another exciting football Sunday. The name is James and I'm here to break down and give you all of the picks on every game in the NFL in week 10 as part of the Chasing Ball Game podcast. If you are new to the Chasing Ball Game podcast, it is all killer and no filler. This one of a kind podcast, I'm telling you, we focus on one thing here and one thing only, picks. That's it. Other podcasts and radio shows and whatnot talk about NFL ratings and politics and play. Forget about that. Forget about that. All we want to do is talk about picks. And look, this information is fueled by you, people, fans, a legion of football fanatics, if you will, and followers of the show that we refer to as chasers. Share information. I mean, everybody talks about the NFL all week long, whether it's journalists or fans or or pretty much everybody. And so what we do is connect with those people. And we just talk about the team and gather information so we can compile some good picks at the end of the week with some great information because who knows their team better than the fans. So if you want to become a chaser, just follow me at Chasing Ball Game on Twitter. And again, we'll talk football information all the time. And when you share some good information or insight with me, I'll feature it right here on the show as I break down the picks. Now that we got that out of the way, let's talk football. I'm going to break down all the games from toss-ups to best bets. So let's start with the toss-ups, and the toss-ups are exactly what that is. Um, To me, it is a game that really could go either way. Not strong in my opinion, but I'm going to give a pick on every game, and I'm going to start with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Carolina Panthers. Look, just too many question marks in this game for my liking. Panthers are about a three-point favorite depending where you look, but everyone seems to ignore the Chiefs and how well they have played. The Chiefs do not get credit that they deserve. I mean, this is a team that has won 16 of their last 18 games straight up. But this week, a lot of personnel moving in and out. They got great news in the injury front. Uh, Justin Houston, he's been declared ready to go. But this week, he's not going to suit up. The Chiefs also announced that Spencer Ware can run the ball again. But the team will be without Jeremy Macklin. Uh, BJ Kissel, you can follow him on Twitter, at Chiefs Reporter. He reported that Macklin will not play. Uh, this week, if you like Chiefs football, give him a follow. Uh, I, truthfully, if you ask me, Macklin has not looked comfortable in this offense all year. He's only had really one good game. So it's almost better that they sit him right now and get him healthy. I mean, he's still a great player. He'll be fine. The Panthers on the other end of the spectrum, they've looked much better after coming out of the bye week, and they do well when they can run the ball, which they should be able to do here. 44.7% of the rushing attempts against the Chiefs this year have gained five or more yards. That's the highest rate in the league. Plus, the Chiefs, 1-6 against the spread in their last seven games following a straight-up win. And despite the Super Bowl hangover, the Panthers 8-2 against spread last 10 home games. They're in must-win mode. Give me the Panthers in this first game. Now the Rams and the Jets. Look, this game to me is a stinker. Who's going to watch it? Fantasy football fanatics, Rams fans, Jets fans. That's pretty much it, really. Two teams that are in serious transition as they really look to the future. And this game could really end with two different quarterbacks that started the game. So that's always a dangerous spot when trying to pick a winning side 
QB issues all over the place. Uh, Kimberly A. Martin, uh, at Kmart underscore L-I. She is a good follow if you're a Jets fan. But she talked about this week, Bryce Petty splits reps. Ryan Fitzpatrick, a game day decision per Todd Bowles. Everything I'm looking at as of the taping of this podcast would indicate he's going to start. Um, But that may not be a good thing. The Jets have converted just 38.2% of the red zone trips into touchdowns. That's 31st in the league. Only Houston is worse. Now they face a Rams defense that's number eight in yards allowed per game. Jeff Fisher said he wants to run the ball more with Gurley. Oh, by the way, what took so long to come to that uh, revelation? But the point is he's banged up. Plus the Rams, 0-3-1 against spread in the last four games. They're on a coast-to-coast trip. This could be big trouble. To me, if you bet on this game, you are a true OG DG, and for that... I appreciate you. Uh, But Los Angeles went six quarters without scoring a point before really getting a backdoor cover against the Panthers last week in the fourth quarter. So I guess I got to pick someone. Give me the Jets. Now, the Green Bay Packers and the Tennessee Titans. Who's lining up to pounce on the Packers for this game? I mean, the line screams to bet on the Packers. They're they're telling you to do it, but don't do it. I do believe in trap games in the NFL, and I think this could be one of them. It's really going to be an epic battle in the trenches, though. The Packers' defense... They've only allowed 3.35 yards per rush to opposing running backs. That's the lowest in the NFL. This is going to be interesting because the Titans really run the ball. In fact, they run at 43.9% of the time are designed runs. That's second most in the NFL. They've run the ball well when they have run at 4.55 yards per carry. So to me, this is more of a gut play after watching the Packers get crushed at home against the Colts. I think they're overrated. They're still getting more credit by the odds makers and the betters. Give me the Titans. San Francisco, 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals after missing two games because of a shoulder injury. Look for 49ers running back Carlos Hyde. He's expected to be in the lineup. 49ers overall, though, are awful. Cardinals still have the number one defense and yards allowed per game. The Cardinals offense has struggled at times, but they're going to do great against the 49ers league worst defense. And, oh, by the way, number 32 against the run. 49ers are the only team in NFL history to allow an opposing running back to rush for 100 yards in seven straight games. Oh, by the way, the 49ers have also failed to cover the number in those seven straight games. In fact, they're 8-21-1 against the spread in the last 30 games. And who am I to buck a streak? Eat those points late with the Cardinals. I know it's a lot. But they're the only play in this game, in my opinion. Next up, the mid-level selections. These are playable selections, but they're more like your beer money picks. You don't want to go bust on these babies, but put a little money out there and give it a whirl if you like it. Let's look at the Denver Broncos and the New Orleans Saints. How far have the Broncos fallen to go from Super Bowl champs to three-point pups on the road against the Saints? Football betters know why. The Saints are 6-2 and two against the number this year. That includes five in a row. They're red hot. I'll give some credit to the Broncos here. 7-1-1 against the spread as underdogs since Gary Kubiak took over as head coach. So they really like this position. But that's when their offense can move the ball. They can't really do that of late. In fact, Denver has gone without a first down in 25 of its last 51 possessions. That's a lot of three and outs to put on a defense. The Saints, on the other hand, 35-15-1 against the spread against a team with a winning record, which means they're still winning and covering, even though they have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Broncos got some injuries, too. They rule out cornerback Aqib Tlaib. Defensive end Derek Wolf's not going to play for Sunday. Give me the Saints at home. I'll drop the small number. The Broncos' offense needs a change. It could happen this week at quarterback. Let's look at the Miami Dolphins at the San Diego Chargers. Chargers got a bye week on deck, and although the Dolphins have played better of late, they've been at home. Now, not only do they have to go on the road, but they have to go across the country to play a San Diego Chargers team who deserves 
credit. They're playing hard-nosed football. They're running the ball. They're passing the ball. They're playing good on defense. Boza looks great. Uh, look, the Miami Dolphins last won a road game nearly a year ago. The last time they won, they beat Philadelphia on November 15th. Miami's run the ball well. 55% of their plays over the past three games after only rushing 34% of the time prior, and that's because Jay Ajay, he's looking good. The first Miami running back to rush for over 100 yards in three straight games since Reggie Bush. But the Chargers have allowed just 100 yards rushing to an opposing team just once this year. It's tied with the Packers, fewest in the league. I really think the home field makes a big difference in this game. The home team 6-0 against the spread in the last six meeting. That shows just how tough of a travel spot it is for both teams. Give me the Chargers dropping the points. Chicago Bears, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, if the Buccaneers were a stock, it would be time to buy this team low. They have not looked good at all. They get a little extra rest after getting pummeled by the Falcons. They also get good news. Doug Martin's going to be back to run the rock. That's going to help this offense. The Bears are favorites on the road in this spot. And that either shows you how far that the Buccaneers have fallen or how much respect the Bears are starting to get. Either way, they're bad as favorites. They're the only NFL team to fail to win as a favorite 0-4 straight up and against the spread since the beginning of last year. Chicago is the only team in the league that has yet to score three offensive touchdowns in a game this season, too. Jay Cutler is back. If you can count on anybody to make a mistake when you need it the most, it's that guy. Give me the Buccaneers. Finally, for the mid-level picks, the Falcons at the Eagles. To me, this should be a good one. Floundering Eagles, they're failing to close out games and win big. They're going up against the high-flying Eagles, who have one of the best offenses in football right now. And plus, they get a little extra rest. But really, that's been a problem for this team. Just 2-6 and six against the spread in a game following a Thursday night game. But again, you can't deny how great this offense has looked. Matt Ryan is doing some MVP stuff. The Falcons are the only team in the league to score over 21 points in every game this season. But they got plenty of injuries that have me concerned this week. Running back Tevin Coleman, he's going to miss his third straight game with a hamstring injury. Tight end Jacob Tamney, he's out. He's got a shoulder issue. Plus on defense, cornerback Desmond Trufant, he left the game Thursday night. He's not going to be able to recover to make it back this time. To me, that defense is beatable. I do have a problem, which is why I kept this at a mid-level play. The Eagles are going to play their fourth consecutive game against the team in extra rest. Minnesota, Dallas, and the Giants were all coming off the bye weeks, or I would have really, really liked them here. But I still think they get the win. Give me the Eagles who can take advantage of a beatable Falcons defense and finally close out the game with a W. Now onto the big hitters. Now we are talking. These are some of the plays that have really caught my eye and some that I like this weekend. Let's go right to the Minnesota Vikings at the Washington Redskins. The Vikings have fallen down the ladder of respect for NFL betters, and it's because they're losing. The offense is struggling. They can't run the ball. The Vikings have rushed for 100 yards as a team just once this season. That's the fewest in the league. And Minnesota is averaging a league low 2.7 yards per carry. Washington? Four, they allow 4.9 yards per rushing attempt, so that could help. That could get Minnesota back on track, especially running the ball. And plus, they're underdogs. Minnesota 8-1 gets a spread with five outright upsets in its past nine games as an underdog under coach Mike Zimmer. He knows how to motivate this team, especially from an offensive standpoint. Kirk Cousins 1-6 against the spread with four losses in the role of a favorite since he started as quarterback for the Redskins. Plus, I love this. The Vikings, a perfect 13-0 against the spread since September 15, 2013 as a road dog with a total under 46, which means if their defense keeps them in ball games, they're going to win, I think, 
that happens this week. That offense has had time to adjust. They're a new quick strike, shorter pass offense. It allows it to open up the field. It basically adds running plays in the form of pass plays to this offense. Sam Bradford now comfortable. He's excelled in this before, and don't let that bye week bother you. Redskins 1-7 against spread in the last eight games following a bye week. I'm on the Vikings. Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. This game may be ugly, but I really like it from a betting standpoint. I think the home team gets the job done. The Jags are still playing hard. If you watch that game against the Chiefs, they really had a chance to win. The turnovers cost them, but they played hard throughout. They didn't give out when they easily could have given up. Uh, They didn't. They played tough. Plus, that Texans offense, it's horrible. It's horrible. Brock Osweiler has been a failure this year. Lamar Miller has looked great, but he's banged up because defenses are able to focus on him. But the offense, only 4.81 yards per play, worse than every team except Minnesota. Brock Osweiler, as I mentioned, last in the NFL in yards per attempt. He's thrown for fewer than 200 yards in back-to-back starts. He's been really bad on passes that travel at least 10 yards downfield. Houston is tied for 29th in the league in turnover differential at minus 7. The Texans have turned the ball over 14 times, including nine interceptions by Osweiler. All signs point to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Give me the Jaguars in this game. Finally, the last uh, big hitter play is going to be one of the better games of the week. The Seattle Seahawks at the New England Patriots. Easily one of the best games of the week. You got Super Bowl rematch. The Patriots are off a bye, but that hasn't always been a good thing. Think about this. Going back to 2000, New England 8-7-1 against the spread off the bye. But just two four and one against the spread since 2009. Seahawks defense gets Cam Chancellor back. Uh, John Boyle on Twitter at John Boyle. You can follow him. He said Pete Carroll said Cam Chancellor looked great in practice this week. He's ready to go for Sunday's game in New England. That's very good for a team that has a very good defense. Plus Russell Wilson is healthy again. Wilson has 19 touchdown passes against one interception in his last six games against AFC opponents. He's running the ball very well, so his mobility is going to help out. Plus, who have the Patriots played as far as quarterback play is concerned? Carson Palmer maybe in week one. Andy Dalton, who's had a horrible year. They really haven't played a talented quarterback. They get one this week in Russell Wilson. Plus, the Seahawks, they thrive as underdogs. 10-2-1 against the spread as underdogs. Doesn't happen a lot. Wilson may have to throw it 60 times here. Way too many points in this situation. I really think the Seahawks are still on that buy-low kind of thing where people are not giving them the credit they deserve because they've struggled. And truth be told, they have, especially on offense. I think that gets fixed uh, in the upcoming weeks, but it all starts this week. Really, the Seahawks' biggest week this is protecting the quarterback, but the Patriots aren't good at rushing the quarterback, so I think that'll give Wilson the time he needs, and I really think they come out, and and they have a good chance of winning this game. So to me, plus 7.5 is a gift, and I will take it. Now, Before I get to the best bet of the week, I do have to take care of some quick business. If you're betting on today's game, please check out mybookie.ag. They are a highly rated online sportsbook. Plus, if you sign up and open an account today using the promo code BLITZ, you will get a huge bonus that will instantly beef up your bankroll to get extra money to bet on football today. So please check them out. Again, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code BLITZ. All right. Now on to the best bet. This is the best game of the week, in my opinion. And again, it should be another classic. Dallas Cowboys versus Pittsburgh Steelers. I know it's a big-time rivalry. I know it dates back for seemingly forever. But to me, 
this is going to be a great game, and I think the Steelers are going to be ready to go. Big Ben came out this weekend. He made a statement to the press, to his players, basically telling the younger players to follow him. So I expect a big game from him. Uh, and he's also going to have another weapon on the field this week, which I think is very important. Early in the week, I sent out a tweet to some Pittsburgh peeps who I believe are in the know for the most part, or at least they really know this team. Steelers Depot, you can follow at Steelers Depot. I was asking about Ladarius Green. He said, keep your fingers crossed, and then shared what Tomlin had to say. That was way back on Tuesday. Plus, I reached out to Hunter Steeler, and I hope that's how you pronounce your last game, last name, Hunter, because that would be absolutely fantastic since you cover this team. He said there's a very solid chance he sees some action. And then David Todd, you can find him at David M. Todd. He said most likely. Now, that was way back on Tuesday. As we know now, he will be in the lineup, and I think that is huge because they really needed another weapon to stretch out the field. We know Big Ben likes to go deep. We know he's got Antonio Brown. We know he's got Le'Veon Bell out of the backfield. But this is the the player I think they need. He's not 100%, but he will be in there. He is a first-down machine in his career. He's averaging about 14 yards per catch, so he is what they need. With all due respect, Jesse James, Sammy Coates, to me, Green can be a difference maker. Uh, they were sluggish last week, the Steelers' offense, because they tried to slow it down. They tried a new-look offense, probably a little bit to protect Ben. Those Steeler guys that I mentioned would probably know better than me, but that's what I saw from it. But they're going to open up this game. When they opened up late last game, they looked better. I think they're going to be full throttle this game. Le'Veon Bell, he has 659 scrimmage yards in the NFL, second best, by the way, 131.8 per game. And I think he's going to move the offense. Look, with all due credit to the Cowboys, they're playing fantastic football. They're running the ball well. They have one of the best offensive lines of football. They're definitely going to the playoffs. But this is going to be a high-scoring game. They're not used to high-scoring games because now Dak will have to carry the team. Des Bryant's looked awful since returning from injury. He's caught just 39% of his targets, the lowest rate of all receivers with 40 or more targets on the season. So I don't think he's at 100%. That means that the Steelers will be able to get after Dak because he's going to have to try to play catch-up. Oh, by the way, the Cowboys 3-7 and seven and gets the spread in the last 10 games following a straight-up win of more than 14 points. Steelers, 14-6 and six against the spread against the team with a winning record, but more importantly to me, 11-5 and five against the spread in the last six games, 16 games, following a straight-up loss. This team knows how to rebound from a losing week. They know how to rally the troops, and for that reason, I will back the Steelers as my best bet of the week. That will wrap up the slate for Week 10. Thanks for stopping in and checking out the show. Please follow me at Chasing Ball Game on Twitter. And you'll get this kind of information all week long. And send me your thoughts. Hit me up, again, on Twitter, at Chasing Ball Game. I'm going to feature the best right here because that is exactly what this show is all about, breaking down picks, sharing information, trends, and stats, and sharing the love all right here every week on Chasing Ball Game. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.